For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject Yeshua from Genesis to Revelation. This is part seven of the series. In looking at the parable of the sower, we saw the characteristic or the definition of a stony heart. A stony heart will receive the word or the Torah with gladness, but when Satan or Hasatan or the adversary, the enemy, comes to steal the word that is sown in our heart, and he does that through putting circumstances in our lives that causes us to doubt the Torah or the word of God, which we've heard, that because you have no root, to endure that because of the affliction and persecution you become offended and you don't continue to follow or believe the Torah or the word of God which we've heard that because you have no root to endure that because of the affliction and persecution you become offended and you don't continue to follow or believe the Torah or the word of God the Holy Spirit gives us a heart of flesh the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth and truth is the Torah or the word of God and we are able to bear fruit in our lives for his kingdom only through the help of his indwelling Holy Spirit or a heart of flesh. King David ruling over united Israel from Jerusalem is the prophetic picture of the completion physically of the children of Israel being redeemed from Egypt. King David ruled over united Israel from Jerusalem Jerusalem. And that physical picture of the children of Israel coming out of Egypt and King David ruling over them in Jerusalem at Mount Zion, that that is a spiritual picture of Yeshua, the Messiah, ruling over all 12 tribes from Jerusalem during Messianic times. Our spiritual journey of leaving Egypt, which is the ways of the world and the world's system, and accepting Yeshua as the Messiah involves the Torah written upon our heart. And this is the renewing of the covenant and him ruling and reigning with us during the Messianic era and then ultimately in the new heavens of the new earth in the New Jerusalem, which is the city of the bride, and the New Jerusalem is the spiritual Mount Zion. So, summarizing once again, what is Mount Zion? It's the Torah written upon our heart through the renewed covenant. It is the end of the exile of the house of Jacob. It is Yeshua teaching the Torah from Jerusalem during the Messianic era to all the nations, and it is a term for the heavenly Jerusalem. Therefore, our destiny 
destination of coming out of Egypt is to come and to fulfill everything that Mount Zion is. Next, what we're going to do is we're going to see that not only at Mount Sinai did Yeshua give the Torah, but at Mount Sinai that there was a marriage that took place between Yeshua, the bridegroom, and his bride. That is the people who he entered into covenant relationship with, that being the house of Jacob. We can see from the book of Genesis how the marriage between Adam and Eve in the garden, that on a deeper level was a prophetic foreshadowing of Yeshua marrying his new covenant bride, that is the house of Jacob at Mount Zion. Genesis in chapter 2 in verse 21, it says, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. Adam here is a type of Yeshua. Because in 1 Corinthians, in chapter 15, in verse 45, it says, it is written, The first man, Adam, was a living soul. The last Adam, referring to Yeshua, was made a quickening spirit. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept. And Adam here is a picture of the nation of Israel. And he took one of the ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And so in order to close up the flesh, you had to have a wound. And the nation of Israel being exiled in the nations is referred to in the prophets, Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 17, as a wound. A Deep sleep is prophetic of departing from the Torah. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep, which is a departure from Torah, breaking the covenant, which resulted in the exile in the nations to fall upon Adam, prophetically referring to the nation of Israel, and he slept. And as a result, he took one of the ribs, and this ultimately is a reference to Yeshua dying on the tree, and he closed up the flesh, that is healing the wound of the egg instead thereof. And the rib, this is a reference to the death of Yeshua on the tree, which the Lord God had taken from the man. And Yeshua's death on the tree came about from the house of Jacob breaking the covenant and him dying for the sins of the whole world. It is from that that he made a woman or from his death on the tree came his redeemed bride, his new covenant bride, the redeemed house of Jacob. And he brought her her unto the man. The bride comes to Messiah through the help and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And Adam, who can be a type of the Messiah from what we read earlier in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 45, that the first Adam was a living soul and the last Adam a quickening spirit. And Adam, or from the Messiah, said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. This is a reference to the body of Messiah, she will be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man, here on a deeper meaning, it's referring to Yeshua the Messiah, leave his father, that is his heavenly father and his mother, that is the Shekinah or the divine presence, and
and shall cleave unto his wife, that being his bride, and they shall be one flesh. Paul is referring to the marriage of Adam and Eve in the garden and associating it with the marriage between Messiah and his bride through the new covenant in Ephesians in chapter 5 and beginning in verse 23, as it is written, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Messiah is the head of the body, and he is the savior of the body. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 31, for this cause shall a man leave his father and his mother shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is quoting from Genesis chapter 2 verse 24, that this is a great mystery or the sowed level of the Torah, the deeper meaning of the Torah. But I speak regarding the marriage of Adam and Eve in the garden, that it was prophetic of the marriage between Messiah and his congregation or the redeemed house of Jacob. Let's see then how at Mount Sinai there was a wedding. Jeremiah in chapter 2 and verse 2, it is written, Go and cry in the ears of Jerusalem, saying, Thus is the Lord. I remember you, the kindness of your youth, the love of your espousal. Espousal is betrothal. And there are two primary stages to the biblical marriage. The first is betrothal. During betrothal, you are legally married to your spouse, but you don't physically dwell with your spouse. Mount Sinai is associated with a betrothal. The second stage of the marriage is called Nesuin. Nesuin is when you physically dwell with your spouse. And this will be fulfilled initially in the Messianic era when Yeshua will set up his Messianic kingdom and he will be dwelling with his bride during that time. But even that is a prophetic foreshadowing of eternity. That is the time of the new heavens and the new earth from Revelation chapter 21, where Yeshua will be dwelling with his bride forever in the new Jerusalem. Well, if we had a wedding that took place at Mount Sinai, there needed to be a wedding proposal that the bridegroom gave to his prospective bride. What is that proposal? It is in Exodus in chapter 19, verse 5, as these are the words that are being spoken to the house of Jacob at Mount Sinai, that if you will obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine, and you will be unto me a kingdom of priests. Was the proposal accepted? The answer is yes. Exodus chapter 19, verse 8, it says, and all the people answered together and said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. Well, when you have a biblical wedding, you have a document known as the ketubah. The ketubah is the marriage contract and it states the terms and the conditions of the marriage. The Torah is seen as the ketubah or the marriage contract between Yeshua who gave the Torah at Mount Sinai and his wife that is the house of Jacob. 
Jacob. Moses is going to play the role as being the witness of this wedding, and he is going to record it or write it down. In fact, the first five books of the Bible is referred to as the Torah of Moses. Well, Moses is seen as being the escort of the bride to the wedding canopy or the hoopah in Hebrew, wherein Mount Sinai is seen or likened to being a wedding canopy. And it is underneath the hoopah or the wedding canopy where the vows are going to be exchanged. Exodus chapter 19, verse 17, it is written, And Moses brought forth the people, or escorted the bride, out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the nether part of the mount. The word nether is the Hebrew word takti, and it means at the base or at the lower part. So the house of Jacob stood at the base of Mount Sinai, and the imagery is that Mount Sinai was likened unto a hoopah or a wedding canopy where the marriage vows are going to be exchanged. Remember in our last session, the purpose of creation that God the Father wanted to build a house that was the enlarged bet for his son, that's the first two letters of Breshit, the bet and the resh, by making a covenant that's taking the first two letters of Breshit, which is the bet and the resh, and the last two letters of Breshit, the yod and the tav, forms the Hebrew word covenant, by making a covenant with or for the sake of the beginning. And who is the beginning? It is Israel, the Torah, and the Messiah. Therefore, Israel, Torah, and the Messiah, who is called the beginning, they're going to be in covenant relationship with each other. Therefore, the Torah at Mount Sinai was received by Israel as a marriage covenant from the Messiah. Therefore, the Torah, Israel, and the Messiah, who are all called the beginning, are now in covenant relationship with each other. And this fulfills the purpose of creation. But ultimately, the purpose of creation was for the God of Israel to have a dwelling place in the earth. This is going to be fulfilled by the Messiah, who's going to be in covenant relationship with his bride. And he's going to dwell with her through his divine presence, which in Exodus in chapter 40 and verse 34 is called the glory of the Lord. And the glory of the Lord dwelt whenever the children of Israel, they built and completed the tabernacle. Exodus in chapter 40 and verse 34, it is written, Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Yeshua is the glory of the Lord. He did desired to dwell and abide with his bride and to show his love for her and toward her. We can see how Yeshua is the glory of God. Psalm 29 verse 3 it is written, the voice of the Lord is upon 
upon the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is upon many waters. Ezekiel chapter 43 verse 2, it says, And behold, the glory of the God of Israel came from the way of the east, and his voice was like a noise of many waters. The voice of the Lord is associated with the glory of God. And it goes on to say, And the earth shine with his glory. In describing the glory of God, it says in Psalm 29 verse 3 that his voice thunders. In Ezekiel chapter 43 verse 2, in describing the glory of God, it says his voice was like the noise of many waters. We can cross-reference this with Yeshua being described in Revelation in chapter 1 and Yeshua being the Alpha and the Omega or the Aleph and Tav. Revelation chapter 1 verse 8 in describing him it says this about him in Revelation chapter 1 verse 15 that his voice is as the sound of many waters. The fulfillment of the purpose of creation is Messiah dwelling with his bride or his people on the earth which will be initially fulfilled in the messianic era. The glory of God sees and hears. Exodus in chapter 16 and verse 7 it is written and in the morning then you will see the glory of God for he hears your murmurings. The glory of God you will see and he hears your murmurings. Exodus chapter 16 verse 10 the last part of the verse says behold the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. The glory of the Lord is described as a consuming fire when the presence of the glory of the Lord was on Mount Sinai. Exodus in chapter 24 in verse 16 it is written and the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai and the cloud covered it six days. Verse 17 and the sight of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire. Seeing that the glory of the Lord is described as a devouring fire. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 22 it is written, you've come unto Mount Zion the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. Verse 24 into Yeshua, the mediator of the new covenant and then in describing Mount Zion, Yeshua, the mediator of the new covenant, it says in verse 25, don't refuse him that spoke, that is at Mount Sinai because then it says in Hebrews 12 29, for our God is a consuming fire. So we can see how Yeshua is the glory of God. The tabernacle, which was built in the wilderness, was a place of the dwelling of the glory of God. Exodus chapter 25, verse 8, it says, And let them make me a sanctuary, a mikdash, that I may shikan or dwell among them. Exodus 25 and verse 9 says, According to all that I show you after the pattern of the tabernacle, into the pattern of all the instruments. Yeshua, at his first coming, he came and he dwelt among men and we beheld his glory. John chapter 1 verse 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John chapter 14 verse 23. Yeshua said, If a man loves me, he will 
keep my words or my Torah, my father will love him and we will come on him and we will make our abode with him. We will shikan, we will dwell with him just as he dwelt with the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt and built the tabernacle. We can see how Yeshua is going to be dwelling with his people during the Messianic era as it says in Ezekiel in chapter 43 and verse 5. So the Spirit took me up and brought me into the inner court and this is describing the temple of the Messianic era and behold the glory of the Lord filled the house. And the temple, the place of the glory of the Lord, we are told in Ezekiel 43 verse 7 is the place of the throne of Yeshua the Messiah as it is written. He said unto me, Son of man, the place of my throne and the place of the soles of my feet where I will dwell in the midst of the children of Israel forever. And it's during that time, Zechariah chapter 14 verse 9 is written, and the Lord will be king over all the earth. During the Messianic era, the earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord as it says in Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 14. For the the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Where it's stated in Exodus chapter 25 verses 8 and 9, build me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. And this is speaking about the tabernacle of Moses. In the Art Scroll of Genesis volume 1 page 380, the rabbis teach that there is a heavenly Jerusalem. The rabbis speak of the holy temple on high that will descend to the earth and that the tabernacle that Moses built is only a physical representation of the ultimate world of the spirit. And the temple that is built on the earth is also only a physical representation of the ultimate world of the spirit because there is a Jerusalem on high. There is a heavenly tabernacle. Hebrews in chapter 8 and verse 5, it says about Moses' tabernacle, which served unto the example and shadow of heavenly things as Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle. For see, saith he, that you make all things according to the pattern shown to you on the mount. With the glory of the Lord being upon and dwelling with his people, we have the fulfillment of the purpose of creation. That the God of Israel would have a dwelling place in the earth. This is fulfilled through the Messiah with his people. That is the house of Jacob, who is his bride, who has the Torah written upon their hearts. And he will bring them to Jerusalem or Mount Zion. And the Torah will be taught in Messianic times from Jerusalem or Mount Zion. His glory will be in the messianic temple. The earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And this then is fulfilling the purpose of creation which is still a foreshadowing of the ultimate purpose of creation and that is Messiah dwelling with his bride in the time of eternity or the new heavens and the new earth in Revelation chapter 21 in the new Jerusalem 
Jerusalem. Revelation 21 verse 23, it is written, And the city, that is, the new Jerusalem, had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, that is, the new Jerusalem, and the Lamb is the light of the glory of God. Yeshua is the glory of God. Continuing and looking at the fact that Yeshua is the bridegroom that entered into a marriage relationship with his bride or the house of Jacob at Mount Sinai. And in doing so, his bride built the golden calf, which was the breaking of the covenant, and as a result, got exiled into the nations. Well, that's going to conclude part seven of the series on the subject Yeshua from Genesis to Revelation. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.